Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can watch our services live and view our archive at StevensCreekChurch.com, the Stevens Creek app, or on our Roku channel. And if our ministries have touched your life, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to mystory@stevenscreekchurch.com. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Amen. Let's give it up. One more time for just Pastor Dylan Payton and the entire student ministry team. They did a phenomenal job. I got to be there for one of the services, and I'm telling you, if your kids did not go to camp, you need to be knocking on the door as soon as sign-ups for next year because it really is an impactful time. And I'm just excited about what God is doing in our student ministry and throughout our church as a whole. Um, how many of y'all have been enjoying this All In series? Has it been good? Yes, hands? All right. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so glad you guys are here um, with us this morning. And for those of you who are joining us online or in our video venue, we are so glad you're here. Can we give it up for those who are watching online, joining us each and every week? Welcome. Okay, so the first week, y'all, we talked about being all in on who God had created us to be. And then the second week, we talked about being all in on uh, the opportunities that God places before us. But this week, we're going to be talking about all in on our next step, all in on our next step. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. And it reads... All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over all, over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day and met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. I want to talk about all in on our next step. Let's pray. God, thank you for this day and this opportunity to share. Give us ears to hear and uh, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, y'all, I am a big, big movie fan. I love movies. I love going to the movies, especially opening night. There's something, me and my friends, since high school, we have been doing that, going to uh, movies at opening night, especially superhero or comic book movies. Those are our favorites. And, in fact, we would go opening night, and the reason why I love them so much is because they were kind of predictable, right? It would be a fight versus the good guy and the bad guys and um, for a while the bad guys would look like they were winning but in the end the good guys would come out on top victorious and then you leave feeling good empowered like yes life I can do this you know sometimes you leave uh, some of those superhero movies thinking you know you could be like Spider-Man and uh, do the webs or uh, like you're a super fighter or something like that but there was one movie that messed up my whole opinion on these superhero movies Uh, About a couple of years ago, there was a movie called uh, Marvel Avengers Affinity Wars, right? 
And so I'm watching the movie. I'm in there opening night, eating my popcorn, and it's going just as planned, right? The Avengers are getting back together. There's a bad guy named Thanos, and they're fighting, and there's a whole bunch of action. And it looks like Thanos is winning. And then, you know, at the end, he snaps his finger, and, you know, he wipes out half the world and half the Avengers. And then the movie ends. Y'all, you do not know how upset I was. I sat there for legit 10 minutes, not trying to see an after credit, but to get my mind around, this is it? Thanos has just, want, the bad guy, want, you, you messed up my whole opinion of movies, my whole reason, now my whole week is messed up, my weekend, I can't even think about anything else than the fact that you've, Thanos won, the bad guy won. They left us on a cliffhanger. They finished that with Endgame this year. But that cliffhanger that they left them on, on what, what's next? What is going to happen next is similar to the cliffhanger that we were left on in the book of Luke chapter 24. You see, Luke and Acts are two books but one story. It starts with the birth of Jesus and ends with uh, the, the gospel going to the ends of the earth. But Luke chapter 24 shows us the ascension, uh, shows us after Jesus has risen from the grave and he's with his disciples and they think this is the moment that we walk into the authority and the power. This is the moment that we overthrow the Romans and things get better for us. This is our moment. But then Jesus ascends to heaven and they are left with a cliffhanger. You see, Jesus leaves and goes back to heaven and leaves them three things. He leaves them one instruction, one promise, and one purpose. The instruction was to wait in Jerusalem. The promise was the coming of the Holy Spirit. And the purpose was for them to be his witnesses. And the early part of Acts chapter 2 tells us how on a Jewish holiday called Pentecost, these three things come together and they uh, form the birth of something new. Something new that God does, which is the church. There were 120 people gathered together and in that moment where they were waiting on the instructions, waiting on the promise, and they fulfill purpose, those 120 become 3,000. With no instructions and no um, uh, a manual on how to do this, these folks move on a journey of forming and creating this new community, this new identity, this new thing that God was doing. And our, our scripture text gives us insight onto what they did in the few weeks and months after this event. Scripture tells us that they listened to teaching together. They spent time in homes together. They fellowshiped with one, one another. They prayed together. They worshiped together. They, they made an impact on their community. You see, what they were doing was fulfilling God's ultimate purpose, which is reconciling and bringing humanity back into relationship with him. The way that he does that is through Jesus, but the vehicle that he uses to share that message and also to live that message out is the church. And in those early days, over 2,000 years ago, where 120 people became 3,000 and they were added to daily over and over and all throughout history. And 32 years ago, in a borrowed living room, Stevens Creek, became part of that story. 
those 24 people 32 years ago became part of what you see here today. A continuation of God's story and his mission. And here's the whole point. The reason then is still the reason now. And here's why Stevens Creek exists. We exist to help people take their next step towards God. Maybe this is your first time and you've never been to church. Maybe you've been to church all your life. Here's what I do know is that we are moving, that God is calling us, desiring us to move one step at a time closer and closer to him. And maybe that, that your next step is receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. Maybe your next step is moving closer to him. All I do know is that as we take steps, the things that don't look like God fall off of us. And we begin to look more like him. That's our purpose. That's our job. And that's why the church is here is to help us take our next step. And we all have a next step to take. We all have a next moment to move to where God is stretching us and trying to grow us. And today we are talking about that next step. But that original purpose also leads to us the the original beliefs. And what they believed then is what we believe now. Acts chapter 2 in the beginning and specifically verse 37 and 38 give us insight to what they believed. The first thing is they believed that and we believe that the Bible is the word of God. All 66 books, 1189 chapters from Genesis to Revelations are God's inspired words to us. They are his instructions, our encouragement. What God wants to say to us is found in the Bible. What he's encouraging us is found there. It informs our decisions not only personally but as a church. Not only is the Bible the word of God, but Jesus is the son of God. He is not just a historical figure. He is not just a a great teacher. He's not just a cool dude that I would like to hang out with. He is the son of God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He came to this earth. He died. He was buried, and he rose, and he lives forevermore. He is the son of God. Here's the third thing. Is that a relationship with Jesus changes everything. That when we encounter Jesus, it changes our life. If you grew up in church, you may have heard the term uh, to be born again. That when we start following Jesus, when we get in a relationship with Jesus, it changes the direction that we're going. And instead of following our own way, we follow his. Here's the fourth thing. That believers can and should be filled with the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit has come to empower us to live the life that God has called us to live. And also to give us gifts to perform the purpose that God has given us. Those are our four beliefs. But knowing our why and knowing what we believe leads us to our mission. And our mission is very simple. Our mission is to love God, love people, and serve the world. We just finished spending some time loving on God in worship and we live in community with each other and love on people and we get the opportunity to serve the world. But there are seven things that I want to talk to you about today that are unifying attitudes that help us fulfill this mission. And here's the first one is that we believe that people matter. 
This is not just a cool slogan or uh, something that we say, but it is embedded in our DNA. We believe that everyone matters to God, that each of you are created in the image of God and that he thought you were wonderful. He thought you were valuable and important. And because you matter to God, you matter to us. That's why we would do anything possible to make sure that you hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sometimes our church is a little different. I was talking to a guy one time in next step class and he was like, my first time visiting, I came in a little late and I saw ballerinas on the stage and I was like, what kind of church did I just walk into? And we love that. Here's why. Because people come into these doors from all different places and all different walks of life and we want to do whatever we can to reach them and point them to Christ and also allow them to see that they matter, that they are valuable, that even before they believe what we believe, they feel like they can belong here, that they can be a part, that they can attend here. That is our DNA, that people, we believe that people matter. That every single person, every single life matters here's what jesus says in john three sixteen. for this is how god loved the world he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life that's how valuable people are that god said i will give my best just so that i can be connected back with them and that's our mission we want to give our best we want to be as excellent as possible we want to be as welcoming as possible we want to do our best just so that people know that they matter and there's a savior who wants to change their life people matter here's the second thing The second unifying attitude is that we believe that a growing, vibrant church is key to fulfilling the mission of the church. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 47, it said that the Lord added daily to their numbers those who are being saved. Can I tell you, we are not just a social club. We don't gather just so we can smile and get free coffee and lemonade and hang out and have a good time. We gather together to lift up the name of Jesus, but also because what Jesus says is, if I be lifted up, that I will draw all people to me. So as we are lifting up and praising his name, he is drawing people to himself that for us every growing thing every uh, thing that that has life is a growing thing and our purpose for our church is not to stay the same but to continue to grow and become more and more because we have to reach more people for Jesus It's not so we can brag on ourselves or not so we can feel good. It's so that everyone can hear the message of Jesus Christ. And so we, we, we have to continue to, and that's why we encourage you to invite your friends, invite people that you know, because we want them to feel what you have ex- experienced. We want them to have the same type of experience that you have had that has changed your life, that has encouraged you, that has changed the life of your children and your family. Here's the third thing. We believe we should be an example of Jesus's love everywhere we go. Now, y'all, I got to be a little transparent. I struggled with this one this week. Because, you know, it's easy to be an example of Jesus's love here in the church. But sometimes the reality of life outside causes us to struggle with those things. I learned something about myself. Um, I'm not the same when I'm hungry. Y'all seen the commercial, Snickers? Yep. 
That's me. You know, I, I, I got a new cable company today, uh, this week, and I was on the phone, and they were trying to do small talk, and I'm like, no, I just need you to answer my question. Thank you. And then I went to pick up pizza for my wife, and he was trying to be nice to me, but, you know, I was hungry, and I was just like, can you just give me my pizza, please? It, it, it was rough. Not a good week. Probably the most embarrassing part, I had a Stevens Creek volunteer shirt on. I'm sorry, Pastor Marty. <laughs> but here's the reality. We should be an example of Jesus' love everywhere we go. You know, the same mouth that we use to bless God and, and thank God, we shouldn't be telling somebody off with that same mouth. The same hands that we raise in worship, when we get cut off in traffic, we should... Oh, y'all too saved. Y'all don't do that. Okay. Sorry. But everywhere we go, we should be an example of the love of Jesus Christ. People shouldn't be surprised that you go to church. People shouldn't be surprised that you know Jesus because when they encounter you, they should feel the love and the warmth of Jesus. They should ask, what, what is different about you that you have joy when all hell is breaking loose? What, what is different about you that you didn't respond like other people responded? And that will be your opportunity to say, the only difference between me and you is that I have a relationship with Jesus. And if you have a relationship with Jesus, it can change you to... We should be an example of that. This is what Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16 says. He says, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. When you display the love of Jesus, God is glorified. When you show kindness, when you show grace, merely walking into any place you go to, the love of Jesus should be carried with you. And that's our challenge. That, that's something that we strive to and we aim to do. And do we get it all right? Not me this week. But we are pressing towards being that example of Jesus everywhere we go. Here's the fourth thing. Is that we believe we should all join a small group. And now my introverted people have crossed their arms and said, mm-hmm not listening to this part but the truth is that God has created us to be in community he never intended for us to be by ourselves in fact when when God looked at Adam and said it's not good for him to be alone he wasn't just talking romantically he saw that Adam needed community he needed people around him that could help him he needed someone around him that could encourage him, that could allow him to be everything that he was supposed to be. And here at the Creek, we are not a church with small groups. We're a church of small groups. That as God has increased our numbers and we have grown larger, that we have also grown smaller. That each of us need to be in a small group because true life change happens in community. In the context of small groups and community, if you notice the text that we read in Acts chapter 2 and 42, uh, the main thing that you see is that they were doing things together. That they did things in the context of community. 
because there's accountability in community. There's encouragement in community that you know that I'm not in this thing by myself. And this is what the enemy likes to do. He likes to cause us to turn inward and keep our problems and our struggles to ourselves. But scripture says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb, which is Jesus, and the word of our testimony, our confession. And that happens best in the context of community. There's accountability. There is development. Iron sharpening iron. There's encouragement. There is care for each other. And you know, some of you in here, you've been here for a while and you haven't found community. And maybe today is your opportunity to step up and become a small leader. And create that community that you've been looking for. Create that community that you desire. Maybe you're a couple and you've been looking to plug in. And and today is the day you can create that community. We have a small group or a volunteer fair after service today. And you can go there and sign up and become a small group leader. But small groups will help us grow and help us uh, really learn and transform the way God intends for us to do. Here's number five. We believe that we should give our tithes. And I know it's going to be quiet because everybody gets funny when we talk about money. But the truth is, it's not a have to. It's a get to. It's a privilege that God gives us to be able to give back to him a portion of what he's given to us. And here at the creek, we don't want you. uh, Scripture says that God loves a cheerful giver. We want you to be so all in, so invested that you feel it's necessary to fund the ministry and the mission that God has uh, given us here. It's because of your generosity that this past week, 16 lives were eternally changed by giving their lives to Jesus Christ. That's because of your generosity. That's because of what God has allowed you to do. And we believe in being generous. In fact, in that same scripture, this is not a new principle. It's an old principle. They were generous to those who were in need. And they were generous to fulfill the mission of the church. And so we encourage you to be a part of that. Not only with your time and your talent, but your treasure. What you have to give your tithes and your offering. Here's the sixth thing. That we believe we should live out the seven steps. Now, Pastor Marty has preached a sermon about this. It was January 7th, 2018. And I would encourage you to go back and look at it. But I want to go through this real quick. We have a process of discipleship and invitation here. A process that helps us become more like Jesus. And this is not I accomplished a step and it's over. But it's a continual living out of these seven steps. Here they are. Is to be nice to people. And I know sometimes this is difficult because people aren't always nice. It's to share your story. To tell people about what Jesus has done in your life. It's to invite to a service. To attend weekly. That, that constant, uh, in Hebrews it says, don't forsake, don't, don't forget about gathering together. That there's something special that happens when we gather together corporately for worship, to, to lift up his name, to, uh, and to, to join a small group, to volunteer regularly, and love enough to give. 
and volunteer regularly leads us into our final step, the seven, uh, seventh unifying attitude. And that is, we believe we should all serve. We should all serve. That God didn't just call us to, to be here to just consume and receive. That you were brought here to this place at this time to be a part of what he's doing. That each of you have a role and a part to play in helping this church move forward. That your gifts and talents are a necessary part of what God is doing here at Stevens Creek and in the city of Augusta and the greatest CSRA. That you're a part of that story. And I want you to, to watch this video of a story of somebody who's been serving here at the creek and how it's impacted their life. Serving is everything. I mean, to come to church is great and it's blessing and it's joy. But when you go to the next level and you serve, um, that's where, to me, that's where church happens. In 1995 is when we first came to Augusta, Georgia. We were invited to church um, by a friend in our neighborhood. It was called Church of the Harvest. This fall will be 24 years that we'll be at the creek. First thing I did was work the soundboard, which that was a huge mistake. But um, I later on got on my instrument, which I played since I was little, but started on acoustic guitar, and then that evolved into electric guitar. And then Heidi came on board. Heidi had always sung, even since she was little, so it was a huge blessing for me to have her alongside me, you know, doing church. And then later on, Corey started playing drums, and then he kind of related on to Brennan, so I wound up with two drummers. Didn't plan on two drummers, but I got two drummers. Just been a family affair. I don't come to church to gig, to play guitar. I come to church because I've witnessed life change. And see, that's the whole point of church to me, is to be a part of life change. And serving is that. You're a part of a life change where things are never the same for somebody. And I've seen it over and over and over through the years. So no matter what you do, no matter what, what you love, what you're passionate about, there's a place for you at Stevens Creek. And you need to plug in and let it go. Don't be a spectator of the game. Get in the game for Christ. Let's make something happen. I wouldn't have it any other way. It's never been an obligation. It's always been a privilege to serve. And once you do it, you'll know what I'm talking about. I mean, you'll find out and uh, you'll say, man, I've been missing out. And you really, truthfully, you are missing out if you don't serve. What happens when you serve and you get in these positions, you're going to grow as a person. You're going to grow spiritually. Uh, you're just going to be better for Christ. So this is the time. I mean, why put it off? Get in the game and make it happen. Amen. Amen. That's just one story of countless of a family's life that's been changed because they decided to go all in. They decided to serve. That one decision by that one member of the family changed everything. And maybe today is your day to say, I I'm ready to go all in. We all have a lot of next steps. 
But today is the day for us to take a next step to serve. To be a part of what God is doing here. You are valuable. You are needed. In fact, Jesus told his disciples that we need to pray to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers, to send people who are willing to serve, to say, God, I have these gifts and I have these talents and God, maybe I don't even think I have talents or gifts, but I'm willing to say, you can use me. Here's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says, so my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. God is calling many of us to take a next step and get plugged and involved. For some of you, that next step is membership. To move from a place of attendance to saying... I'm joining this family. And if that's you, in the atrium, there's a table called the Next Step Table that you can go there and fill out a little form and join this church. But for many of you, your next step is to get all in for the first time or get all in again. And so what we're going to have is we have a volunteer fair in the atrium. As soon as we dismiss, we're going to dismiss when I pray. And every ministry that we have is out there. And I'm encouraging you. I'm not forcing you. I'm inviting you to take a next step in involvement. And I want you to go over there and see all that we have to offer. We are ending service a little early today to give you that opportunity. We have already talked to uh, Creek Kids and they understand that you're going there and they're caring for your kids a little bit longer. So nobody is going to be upset with you when you come. But we want you to go check it out and get involved. Get plugged in. This is the time. This is the moment that God wants to say, Join in. I know you've been on the sidelines. I know you thought somebody else could do it. Somebody else should be involved. But no, God is saying, I want you. I want you to be a part of it. If you're saying, I don't have the time, here's what I want you to do. Go sign up. I'm going to talk about time next week. But I want to challenge you today to take that next step. To get involved. To get on a team and start serving and watch what God will do in our church and in your personal life. How we will change things for the better. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this moment in time that you have created where you are calling us to take a next step. God, for those who need to take that step of membership, allow them to be willing And joyfully make that step. And God, for those of us who need to take that next step to join a team, to start serving, to to get involved, I pray, God, that we would open our hearts to your prompting. That we would move beyond fear and step into the new and embrace the opportunity to be used by you to share your story, to point other people back to Christ. 
And God, for other people, their next step is just to accept you as Lord and Savior. And I pray, God, that they pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, save me and make me into the person that you've always wanted me to be. And Father, we will be careful to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. And we commit, God, to going all in, God, to give you glory, to, to lift your name on high. Because as your name is lifted up, you're drawing people. As your name is lifted up, you're moving in our midst. As your name is lifting up, you're changing lives, you're changing hearts, you're rearranging destinies. You are ordering our steps. You are doing what you have always wanted to do, to give us life and more abundantly we will give you the praise. Is this in your son Jesus' name we pray? Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for coming this week. Please check out that volunteer fair. Thanks for listening. If you would like to help support the ministries of Stevens Creek Church, please go to StevensCreekChurch.com and click the Give button. See you next time.